This is oh. about to stop. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah. Yeah. hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Divi Chat. Each week, some of the brightest Divi minds from around the world get together to share their knowledge and expertise of running businesses and developing websites with WordPress and Divi. Tonight, you'll be listening to episode 21, where, we be, where we'll be discussing Divi and WooCommerce. Let's get chatting. But before we do, let's say hello to tonight's panel. Hi, Leslie. Hi, um, I'm Le Leslie Burnell of A Girl in Her Mac, and you can find me on Facebook and Twitter at A Girl in Her Mac. Awesome. Hi, Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah Oates from Endure Web Studios, and you can find me on my website, endure.com.au, or Endure Web for Facebook and Twitter. Awesome. Hi, Shannon. Hi, I'm Shannon <laughs> Purplefinch Studios, and you can find me at purplefinchstudios.com. Awesome. Hi, Eshay. I was on mute. Sorry there. Hi, Internet. <laughs> I'm SJ, and you can find me on Twitter at SociallySteve or on the internet at DiviSpace. That's Divi.Space. Fantastic. Hi, Tim. Hey, everyone. Tim Streifler here, and you can find me at TimStreifler.com and DiviLife.com. Fantastic. And my name is David Blackman with Aspen Grove Studios, and you can find me at AspenGroveStudios.com or DavidWBlackman.com. Um, uh, tonight's going to be a very good episode, in my opinion. We're going to tackle one of the, well, the most popular e-commerce platform in the world, if I'm not mistaken. We're going to discuss a little bit about uh, WooCommerce. I don't think we're going to dive too technically deep. Maybe we will. We've got some pretty, pretty savvy WooCommerce experts on the panel tonight, but uh, maybe we'll 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 probably have to break this topic up into chunks and stuff. So. Um, if you're unfamiliar with what WooCommerce is, WooCommerce is an e-commerce plugin platform for WordPress. Um, it is the place if you want to sell products. Uh, WooCommerce is the number one place. It's the number one application to sell products on the internet currently. So we're going to just kind of dive into the topic and uh, kind of see where the direction goes. And let's get started. And there's a lot of muted buttons down there. <laughs> I'm trying to be good and keep it, keep it on mute. <laughs> Hi, Leslie. You, Hi. You it first. <laughs> um, uh, well, no, I was I was actually thinking, is it the number one, or did you mean on WordPress? No, no, no. I believe WooCommerce really? is the okay. number one e-commerce platform in the world. Wow, yeah, that's yeah. WooCommerce powers thirty percent of all online stores on the entire huh. internet. Wow, I did not know that. No, but but yeah, that means it, it also it also is the most popular plugin for WordPress as well in terms of e-commerce. But yeah, it's 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 biggest overall, which oh. is huge considering you know there's so many different website platforms. There's um, you know the Squarespace of small guys, and then there's like Big Commerce, which powers Shopify, a lot of yeah, yeah Shopify. Um, but yeah, WooCommerce has the largest market share, which is crazy. And that's probably part part <clears throat> in, um, responsible for because of its the ability to set it up, the flexibility with WordPress, WooCommerce being a plugin, and you know if you have a WordPress website, you become somewhat familiar with plugins and stuff. So that's probably yeah. one of the large reasons why. I'll share my uh, WooCommerce experience and hopefully save some 
people some some pain. Uh, first WooCommerce site ever built was, I guess, probably two and a half years ago, uh, but somewhere between two and a half and three years ago. And when I was bidding the project out, I, I really didn't have any idea of the amount of work that was going to go into an e-commerce website. Um, you know, I was very naive, and and I thought, oh, it's a WordPress plugin. I've just got to install it and set it up, and everything's going to be fantastic. So obviously, I charged you know about how much it would take to install a plugin and set it up, not taking into account that this particular client had thousands of products that needed to be added to the store. I've been so, there. <laughs> so if you, if you uh, if I have anything that I want to impart to possibly new WooCommerce or e-commerce, you know, developers who want to get into that space is do your research, do a little bit of homework because it's there's a lot more that goes into setting up an e-commerce website other than just installing that little WordPress plugin and hitting activate. There's shipping, there's licenses, there are taxes. Um, taxes that you've got to deal with depending on where you're selling there are countless you know variations of 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 setting up an e-commerce as a store not to mention the number of products that actually go into the store so just for an example of this site that I'm referring to this site had thousands of products it had five images per product that had to be optimized uploaded you know synced with the products and stuff and um, be, being a new person obviously I uh, underbid this project massively and learned a valuable lesson so um, that's just what I'm gonna throw out there somebody else can <laughs> take it from there yeah. I, I think it's kind of like um, like WordPress itself right like you might someone might have some limited experience with WordPress and they might have you know been able to build a brochure style website, but that doesn't really make them a master at all of WordPress because there's so many different factors and so many different, you know, types of websites you can build with Word, WordPress and so many different things you can do. And I think WooCommerce is like that too because, um, you know, you could have like a very basic store that like just uses PayPal, um, you know, the most standard shipping method ever. But WooCommerce is so powerful and there's so many different things you can do, like anything you can imagine doing with an e-commerce store, you can do with WooCommerce with different extensions and stuff. And so there's so much to it. It's like just because you've been able to set up one store with it, it doesn't necessarily make you a, a master at, at WooCommerce because there's just so much to it. And so I, I've kind of learned that, you know, with these projects that I'm doing now is like I've, I've done e-commerce projects and, and different things, but um, that doesn't necessarily mean that I know what I'm doing all across the board because there's so many different things you can do and uh, you know depending on what what the the client needs uh, there's just so much to it yeah well and I think you brought up a good point um, it, it's it's pretty powerful and robust and there are times when um, I think you got to make sure it is the right platform for you you know if you have uh, I worked with like local dog rescue organizations for instance and they make t-shirts sometimes that they want to sell you know, like two t-shirts. Do I really need to put WooCommerce on their site? Probably not. You know, a PayPal plugin is going to be good enough. Um, but things like, or, or maybe sometimes if it's just digital downloads. Um, but you should know whether it's the, you know, appropriate platform um, for you. Don't think just because you have a product to sell, you should automatically do do WooCommerce. Um, yeah, that's all I want to say there. <laughs>
Hello? Crickets? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. This totally distracted me. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry about that. Um, I thought it was on silent and it wasn't. Um, so I, I think it's really interesting. So to pull it right back, for people who've never done a WooCommerce um, website before, there's also the fact that WooCommerce is free. Like the actual plugin itself is free. But the thing to keep in mind is that most of the time, most sites are going to need more than just the like the stock standard initial thing that you basics, install. Yeah. Um, and so it's really important also alongside the stuff David was saying is to ask people what's important to them. Like what features do they need it to do? Are they really particular over the emails that are going to get sent out with it? Because WooCommerce in itself, and particularly I would say with Divi, uh, has a clunky look out of the box. And so if your client is going to be particular about the way it looks, about the emails it gets sent out, about um, wording in things, about um, like it'll automatically pull in a whole lot of, uh, I don't know what the hooks and things, SJ and Tim can talk about these. But if your client is particular about some of those things, you may have a really hard time customizing those without support from someone else. And there are ways that you can learn all that stuff. And, you know, sometimes it's worth spending that investment time, but it's also worth considering you may need to outsource some of the customizations if your client has really particular needs or really likes things in a particular way. Um, so out of the box, WooCommerce is free. It will work with Divi. It is, you know, supported by Divi, which is fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's worth taking into consideration if they say this thing is really important to me and checking, is that already built into WordPress? Because you can buy extensions on like WooThemes.com. Uh, is it WooThemes.com? Yeah, so. uh, anyway. They recently changed um, it so to WooCommerce.com. Okay, good, because that makes more sense. <laughs> um, but So you can buy extensions there, and but often they're annual. And the first time you pay for it, it can quite a lot, cost a lot of money, but it's always 40% cheaper the next year. And when you buy one, you can upgrade to having it on three sites um, and then I think five sites, and then it gets cheaper. So if you're buying it for clients, it can become more affordable for them the more you're buying the different extensions, but they're pretty pricey. And it's really important to make sure your clients understand that there are going to be ongoing costs that aren't just me installing WooCommerce on your site. If they choose to have extra functionality, that stuff is going to be an annual expense that they need to cover. You can also, I should mention, sorry, you should mention that um, Envato Market has a whole bunch of third-party products. Some of them are good and some of them are really not. And sometimes they're great and it's a one-off cost and your client might say, it's only $17.95 and it's like awesome and it does everything this Sometimes it does, but sometimes it doesn't, and sometimes it's not well supported. So just sometimes it's worth trying them, but just keep in mind that sometimes paying for the one that Woo has done is going to mean less headaches ongoing when you're doing updates, which we talked about last week. If they've made it, they're testing it for the new version of Woo, which is a very, very useful thing. End of my rant. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, maybe one of the questions that we can ask or, or talk to is um, when is it appropriate to use a WooCommerce store, kind of back to the beginning of the episode. Um, obviously, if you want to sell products online, your first inclination is, oh, I need an e-commerce platform. Leslie kind of brought up a small example. I'm going to say that not, I agree with Leslie 100%, not every business needs to 
install an e-commerce platform on their website if they want to sell products. Um, I have a festival website, for example, that has an eating contest, a beauty contest, and um, you know they've got several contests that go on that weekend. Well, eating contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. Exactly. <laughs> it's a boudin eating contest, to be exact. Oh, never mind. Um, are the same yeah. people entering the eating contest entering the <laughs> possibly <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so for example you know i didn't recommend that you know what we need to go ahead and put an e-commerce platform on this to sell tickets to the Budan festival or anything like this you know what we did was we used a form plugin such as caldera forms or gravity forms or ninja forms and most of the the form you know, the major form plugins out there integrate with some of your uh, larger merchant accounts like PayPal, Stripe, um, those types of things. So, you know, find out when an e-commerce platform might be right for you. We, for example, at Aspen Grow Studios sell digital products. Quite a few people on this panel sell digital products. Um, WooCommerce is the platform that we chose initially to market our products, and we have liked it. However, you know, we're currently looking into a different e-commerce platform, Easy Digital Downloads, because it's geared towards digital downloads. Uh, I'm finding out that WooCommerce is great for shipping and uh, you know for physical products, and I think maybe an e-commerce platform that's geared towards a digital product might be the way to go and stuff. So um, I don't want to talk the whole time. So. You also brought up events. So obviously you could do events through WooCommerce um, and there is Woo Tickets um, as an extension. So if you already have Woo on your site and then you're wanting to add event tickets, then that makes sense to keep within the one platform. But there are plenty of other um, event options. So you can still be doing the sales side of it, but it's like, like you say for the digital downloads, it's specifically targeted for events. So I, I would say that WooCommerce is mostly useful when you're selling a... Uh, a physical product, then it would be the number one go-to. And it can do much, much more than that. But if you are trying to do something other than just sell a physical product, it's worth looking around and seeing if there's something specifically already built for your niche. <clears throat> I think um, Woo is very good for startups as well because essentially it can be added to your website after the fact. So if you've spent lots of money designing a WordPress website, you can then just add this functionality to it, especially if you started out doing something like tutorials and then you're moving into product development or something like that. You can say, let's see if there's a market here for this. Let's see if people have interest in this. It's very easy to get Woo set up. You could probably do it in you know, a 48-hour period, get the shop in a good enough condition that you can sell products on it. And then if it doesn't work, you're not out of pocket because you know the plugin was free. You haven't invested too much time in it either. And then you can go back on your merry way to doing what you were doing before the shop existed, you know. Or if it does work, it will, you know, Woo can grow enough that it will support that product growth. And then if you do reach a time, as David has, where you're thinking, right, okay, maybe it's more geared towards my niche would be better, then you're still free to do that, you know. You can export all of your orders into almost any of the other big systems that are, are there for e-commerce. So I think if you're starting up, and you're thinking, I need a shop and I need it now just to see if this is worth my time, then WooCommerce is definitely your best bet. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I think, um, I think for, for me, 
Um, we'll, uh, let, let me say that we'll, I agree 100% with SJ. WooCommerce and Sarah is a unbelievable platform that can handle anything. Events, tickets, products, digital, physical. It is a robust machine. There's, there's, there's a reason why it's the number one e-commerce platform on the internet. Um, so I, I totally agree with, with everything that you said and stuff. And it is easy to start with. I was also just going to note that they have um, WooCommerce, if you're wanting to try the extensions, they have a, I think it's a 30-day money-back guarantee and they're really good with the refunds. So if you're not sure if you need an extension or you're not sure how it works and you just want to give it a go, as long as you've got the money up front to be able to test it out, they're, they're very good with refunds. You don't need to explain why. You can just say it didn't suit my needs and they'll refund the money straight away. So it's they're pretty good with that too. That's good to know. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've done it a few times. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna parallel WordPress and WooCommerce again because uh, kind of talking about what SJ and, and David were saying. Like, if you think of WordPress, WordPress is the most popular um, platform on the internet for for websites, and so because of that, there's so many tutorials out there, so many plugins out there. You're always going to be able to find how to do something, I mean, for the most part, whether it's from a, a free tutorial or a paid plugin or whatever. And I think the same goes true with WooCommerce, um, especially if you're just getting into e-commerce. Uh, since Woo is so widely used, there's so many uh, tutorials out there and you know little code snippets you can put in to do stuff that people have written tutorials on. Um, you know, different plugins and extensions and so forth. And so um, not only is it flexible in and of itself, but there's just a huge support um, you know, with all those different things, there's Facebook groups for uh, WooCommerce. You can get help uh, from different people on the internet. And so, because it is so widely used, um, you're not alone. Um, you know, there's so many different resources out there to, to help you along the way. And it's also one of those plugins that everybody who's testing different plugins um, for compatibility issues will have installed because they know just how popular it is in, in the WordPress community. So there's very, very little conflicts between WooCommerce and things like form plugins and you know popular speed and caching and, and security plugins. So for that reason as well, it's quite a good choice. So I was going to mention conversely to you guys were talking about when using WooCommerce as a, it's a low barrier entry and everything. Is there sometimes, and you know, I've come across experiences where Woo is not the right platform due to the volume and the platforms and integrations with inside of corporations. And sometimes um, <clears throat> I just came across a client who was quoted a Woo uh, uh, e-commerce solution, and it was totally wrong. They needed something much more robust. So I think just just because you can use Woo, it's not always the best solution for the client. Um, sometimes they do have to up their game and and go to something that is developed for integration with you know internal inventory systems and things like that. So um, that's a that's a caveat that um, sometimes I see people developing and I'm like they should be looking at something different. Um, probably much more costly and and time intensive to 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 work with. But anyway, just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> yeah, something like Magento or or some of yeah. the more enterprise level e-commerce platforms and stuff and, and that's and such a that's such an important step in scoping projects as well because i mean you could twist woocommerce you know after you know a couple of days of custom coding to behave like easy digital downloads but why not just use easy digital downloads you know so 
it's important to make sure that you're getting the right platform. And I think, you know, there's loads of articles on EDD versus WooCommerce versus this versus that. So it's easy to kind of spend half a day researching these things before you go back and, and price a project wrong for a client. Um, I want to, um, since we're since the topic is kind of Divi and Woo, um, as whoever may not know, Divi has a module called the Shop Module, um, where it integrates Woo, and you can add your products that way. Um, I haven't used that module actually in a couple years since I set up my store, and I use WooCommerce on my site. But I, what I really like is WooCommerce has a lot of short codes that are compatible with probably everything, but definitely Divi. Um, and I love using um, the short codes because you can you can put in like a, a an exact product button on on a regular page. Like it doesn't even have to be on the shop or whatever. There's just a lot you can do with it. Um, and then when you combine the short codes with CSS, like it's it's pretty freaking awesome. Um, so you can do a lot with those short codes. And I'll be sure to link to the page for that. But that's what I that's my favorite feature I think of as far as uh, when I use Woo on on a Divi site. One thing I thought it would be good to bring up is um, where you guys have, what's your favorite learning places for Woo? So like when I started the very first Woo site I did, <laughs> the first thing I did I was excited. I actually the Woo <laughs> website and they have videos, like hours and hours of videos. And I literally spent an entire day just watching one after the other and then playing with the settings because there's so many settings and it can be really overwhelming. But Woo themselves have invested a lot of time into and they're all free and they're all available and they're well worth it um and then i have another one for more people who are really wanting to get a bit more advanced um there's a uh it's called business bloomers i think it That's, is yeah he's my um, favorite <laughs> yeah. So, yeah he has these amazing snippets and um videos and they're a, a lot more advanced so it's more if you're wanting to like actually customize stuff but he also has a course which i've started doing um, which is really useful. So he goes through the technicality of how Woo works in the back end and how to look in the files to work out what it's doing and how you can manipulate that. So they're my two from like beginner to advanced, but I'm interested if you guys have any that you've used that you really like as well. Well, I don't yeah. right now, but I do want to say that I support you in learning all that stuff so that I can come <laughs> and hire you. To Take yeah. your brain. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, a lot of something to consider too. Um, that's a bit trickier with Woo. Um, I I had to do a lot of tweaking on my site because I have a gradient background. So when you don't have a white background on your site, you got to do a lot of fucking CSS work. Sorry. Um, and so I I had to learn a lot about Woo's files. Um, and then you know you want to change uh, maybe the category or the search pages for them. So you know you're gonna maybe need to know a bit about. Um, messing with the PHP files and whatnot, but honestly, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Um, so so I think it comes up in the Facebook groups a lot as far as customizing specific Woo pages. And something um, to note that when you're doing CSS, you know how you can put .home in front of um, a certain element or whatever and it'll only affect the homepage? With WooCommerce, you can put .woocommerce on, I don't, I don't know if it's everything, but a lot of things, and it'll only affect nice. Woo pages. So something I found out um, so yeah there's little little tricks to that you kind of learn along the way to help you tweak it to how you want it 
Yeah, so just to talk to that, so the way that um, WordPress works is that it will add a body class um, for each step in the template hierarchy. So if you are just looking at index pages, that will have a body class. If you're looking at one beyond that, and you're looking at um, you know post type pages, they'll have a body class too. And WooCommerce just loads a custom post type pages, so you can put dot WooCommerce in front of something to affect oh, everything. Okay, that makes sense. You can put dot product in front of something just to affect the product pages. And, you know, so it's worth just inspecting the element and just seeing those classes that are being added um, because that can save you a lot of time as well, yeah. Good call. <laughs> I didn't know why it was happening. I just knew it was happening. <laughs> my YouTube, my uh, WooCommerce learning platform is the University of YouTube. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the University of <laughs> That's no bad joke because, uh, again, with WooCommerce, uh, as with WordPress, as with Divi, there is a huge online community of people that are using these things and are so generous with their time. Everything they do on their own sites, they then create a tutorial so that other people can do it too. Yeah. You can Google where you won't find an answer eventually and study the shit out of Stack Overflow. <laughs> because that site is just amazing and they will have snippets for absolutely everything. If you're trying to do it, I guarantee someone's tried to do it already and they've been told how somewhere on Stack Overflow. It, Having yeah. said that though, you do have to be Sorry. really careful that like a lot of customizations with WooCommerce, people will say things like, just stick this in your function file and it'll just work for you. And maybe it will, but if you don't understand PHP, you just might want someone to double check that you're not sticking something in your function file that's really not helpful. Well, and that kind of goes to what you brought up, Sarah, the extensions. There's a lot of freaking extensions out there that WooCommerce, uh, WooCommerce puts out. Um, some free, you know, the, the better, the ones I do more stuff, obviously might cost something. Um, but I haven't really stumbled upon anything that a client has needed or that I've needed that's Woo related that there's not a plugin for or um, a proven tutorial that's been around or whatever. Um, so yeah, if you're, if you're not sure about, about code, sticking it in or whatever, make sure you also check um, some extensions. Yeah, and that's a good point. If, um, if you Google something and you don't find the answer in like either a tutorial or an extension or something, then you're probably Googling it wrong. Because I found that and I'm like searching, I'm like, wow, this seems like, you know, something that people wrong. would be able to do by now. Like this isn't that complicated. And then I realized like, oh, I'm just putting in the wrong keyword. So it's like totally on me. Um, one thing <laughs> worth noting though, regarding uh, the extensions that WooCommerce sells, just because they sell them on the site doesn't necessarily mean that they're made by WooCommerce because they'll sell, um, extensions from third-party developers and they're sold through there and you'll get support through the WooCommerce uh, system, their support system, but it'll get routed to the developer. And so um, I haven't had any necessarily bad experiences, but one particular extension, uh, it's always the same developer. He's just one guy and he does all the support for his, his extension and it's kind of hit or miss. Like sometimes I'll, I'll get a response within a couple hours. Sometimes it's like four days without a response. So um, just a heads up, just because it's sold on there doesn't necessarily mean that it's by WooCommerce. However, I'm sure they have a vetting process. Vetting, yeah. Yeah. And what, it is labeled it. on the product. It says whether they made it or someone else made it. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of hard to see, though, because it took me a while to figure out that that was there. <laughs> well, and kind <laughs> and of combining. Of basic... Go ahead. So, yes, just for some of the more basic um, 
plugin extensions, just have a shop around because there are companies that um, have popped up around this that do yeah. similar functions, almost exactly the same thing um, for cheaper. So companies like Yith um, that create lots of, of plugins for WooCommerce, you can get something that would cost you $150 on the WooCommerce site for $15. So it is worth shopping around. Yeah, Yith is really good. They have good products and they have good support too. Yeah, I asked a question on the WooCommerce Facebook group one time and a guy like, I don't know, he spent like 15, 20 minutes like just helping me try and figure out the issue. And then I just, I mean, I don't know if it was his sales tactic, but then I went and looked at his website and he had like a whole bunch of Woo products. And I'm sure that just the fact that he sells it means he really understands it. And I'm sure he was just helping me out of the goodness of his heart. But, <laughs> you know, sometimes going into the Woo thing, you can discover people who are creating some really cool stuff. Well, yeah, and touching on, um, Tim mentioned, uh, you know, your search terms that you use, um, and then Sarah had mentioned, like, Code Canyon. Um, you don't always have to actually search for WooCommerce. I've used several plugins. There's one called The Grid. Um, there's a lot of blog and portfolio-type plugins that will integrate WooCommerce actions. So, like, for instance, there's one called The Grid. It's really good. I've, I've used it for a couple years now. Um, on one side, and it's it's reliable and, and highly rated, but they have WooCommerce options on there to make your products look like a masonry grid or whatever. Um, so, you know, I'll expand your search in, in that way as well. Awesome. A lot of uh, very good WooCommerce information tonight on DiviChat. What, uh, this was the first woo, the first woo topic. Yeah, I should say that you know the way that we actually got this topic is, uh, and I'm going to do a plug for Divi.chat. Um, this was our most requested topic from listeners. Uh, I, I don't know what the ratio was, but Divi plus woo was, isn't that correct, Leslie? Um, this one and, and SEO, yeah, they're kind of around the same, yeah. Okay. I want to encourage people that uh, maybe watch the show or come across the podcast or listen on iTunes. We have in the sidebar, we have an option for you to submit topic ideas. Quite a few people leave them on the YouTube channel uh, in the comments after episodes and stuff, and we definitely take those and put those into the kitty. But I would encourage you to, uh, if there's something that you want us to discuss on Divi Chat, site and uh, submit it and you can find it right in the sidebar on just about any page. Is that correct, Leslie? It might be in the footer. I can't. I might have moved it. This is not Look for it. It should be right there, though. <laughs> um, back to, to Divi and Wu after, after that commercial break from David Blackman. Um, <laughs> if it's all right with you guys, I have a, a story. Um, that I think might be helpful for other people out there that are building websites for clients and stuff, things to think about. But basically I had a client, the website started just as like a normal, typical brochure style website. And then about halfway through the project, my client realized that she wanted to slightly change the focus of her business and start selling products. And so she thought just by like telling me like, Hey, like I'm going to start doing this. Can you add products to my website? She thought that was, you know, <laughs> that was it. We're good to go. But I had to tell her, you know what, actually, you know, now that the scope of the project is changing, um, you know, the price is going to have to change too. And she said, okay, that's fine. But like, you know, why, why is it changing by so much? And so I kind of listed out um, all the different things that go into 
the website being e-commerce and so that she can understand. And so, you know, for people that are starting to build websites for clients and um, you've never built an e-commerce website, these are some things that um, you might want to be aware of, um, you know, for your own purposes, but also so you can uh, educate the client on, on why, you know, you're charging, you know, almost double for e-commerce as you would for a, a brochure style website and feel free to jump in guys if you have any additional things but uh, obviously uh, setting up WooCommerce that's you know takes some time as, as David mentioned in the beginning but of course that's not the only thing you're gonna have to set up a payment gateway so whether that's PayPal Stripe authorized.net um, etc uh, anytime you're selling uh, products having sensitive information go through the site you're gonna have to have some sort of SSL certificate so whether that's a a formal SSL certificate that you buy from like Namecheap or whatever, different validation options or um, Cloudflare SSL or Let's Encrypt. You're gonna need SSL. Um, you're gonna have to customize all the pages. So um, customizing, Leslie talked about this, doing all the CSS with the, the product pages and the cart pages and stuff. Uh, transactional email setup is something I always recommend. Uh, you don't want WordPress sending out those emails, it's uh, email receipts, password resets, et cetera. It's better to go through a transactional email service. Um, and I think that's mainly the, the additional things that go into an e-commerce. Um, do you guys have any comments on aren't, that? Aren't, um, well, I don't know if it's required, but terms and conditions and privacy policy are then sort of expected? Yeah, yeah. oh, absolutely. That's a good point. I well, and, that and, and if you do, and if it is a, a e-commerce website that has physical products and stuff, you're probably going to have to get into shipping integrations, yep. the FedEx, UPS, um, you know, any, <laughs> any of the ones, DHL, I'm not sure what they are in the UK, actually. I imagine you have the same FedEx ones. We've got also the USPS, which is the US Postal Service. Yeah. Um, but shipping is a, is a bear to tackle as well. It feels yeah. like we started out with... Um, it's really user friendly and easy, and now we're like, but there's a lot of <laughs> shit you gotta do. Um, and I, Tim, you mentioned, um, you know, you had a client that kind of was like, well, oh, just you know, add a product. Um, I had a client once, and it, that that's where it, there was no store, no talk about a store or anything. And then all of a sudden, she was like, hey, I want to start selling products. I was like, okay, well, you know, we need to talk about the price now. Um, and then when I told her, of course, she was like, uh, you know, I wasn't expecting that. Um, and I was like, well, here you try to put a product in and you know, let's then you can see for yourself. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of tabs back there that you, if you got variations on a product, um, you know, choices, sizes, whatever colors, uh, all that thinks that stuff comes into play. So, so yeah, after that, she kind of understood that it wasn't exactly that easy and, and, uh, you know, it was going to take some time. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a little learning curve for sure. So for someone who's never done a WooCommerce store before, say someone comes along and says, I just want to have like five products on my website and just with WooCommerce, like pretty basic like kind of settings. I would probably say like maybe, I mean, you're going to have to do some learning and whether you put that learning on top of them or not is up to you. But I would say that there would be somewhere between 10 and 20 hours worth of setup in a simple five product, you know, setup. What do you guys reckon? Just for people to be able to gauge, like how long is it going to take them to set up WooCommerce for a basic-ish site? Aside yeah, from like, I would say 10, 10 to 20 hours in, uh, in digital products. If you're setting up shipping integrations and 
some yeah, other things, you might, it might actually be a little bit longer than it's that. It's going to go international. I, I was telling um, Shannon before the podcast, um, I had, I feel really bad about this now, but <laughs> I had a client who, um, I convinced him to go flat rate because I was just like, fuck that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and it, it ended up working out okay still for them, but um, <laughs> that was my solution. Um, <laughs> yeah. because it's, it can be, it can be quite a, a job, um, you know, state, state and international is just kind of a bit. Yeah. Like if you're, <laughs> if you're doing shipping and things, I, I don't think that you can just say, oh, it's going to be 10 to 20 hours because I've had a situation where I had a client who had about only 50 products, but he shipped worldwide. Um, I spent a solid two weeks with him yeah, okay. just on shipping. So, um, that that could be there's so many variables so i would yeah, yeah. and then you get clients that are like i want it to be 25 percent cheaper on the shipping for the second product and then I want it to <laughs> oh my god exactly <laughs> yeah and there was like if you buy two you get free shipping if you buy one you pay like ridiculous shipping to force you to buy two and it's all like the sales funnel thing so and i want to pop up when they put it in their cart. yeah like, and then yeah and then when they put the thing in the cart i think uh, poor Rue had to like move the cart around like 17,000 times and he's like no 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 we need to do this and so all because of how like shipping so you could get into mm. physical products that are shipping internationally just just plan on adding like an extra month no <laughs> yeah. you're not joking that's that's pretty serious I mean it you know e-commerce sites are complex and even you know, Sarah's example of, you know, an easy five product site. It just co totally depends on um, what the product is and what the end goal is. I would say that the 10 to, 10 to 20 hours of e-commerce setup, products, standard, everything across the board, no variables. Um, yeah, I'm talking basic. Like yeah. when I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying that's the start. Like, yeah. Mine's pretty, my, mine actually is like seven items. Um, aside from the CSS, because of my gradient background, um, it's pretty basic. They're just, you know, digital downloads of a zip file. I don't have um, too many variations or whatever. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, I guess it took me about 20 hours. Yeah, and that's the thing is there's almost two sides to an e-commerce site. There's the setup of WooCommerce and the products and the variables and the shipping and you know all of that and then like Leslie was talking about there's the design side of it there's you know the CSS you know customizing because WooCommerce has super basic styling if like you don't have a theme that supports WooCommerce and then Divi has better styling for all the the product pages and cart and checkout and stuff but it's still pretty basic you know nine out of ten times we're going to want to customize it and, and make it look better and so it's almost like there's two sides of the coin um, yeah. and so you have to kind of plan for both and Tim actually has a, a child theme, don't you, Tim? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Royal In Commerce. Case you don't want to deal with design. Tim's is pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, Royal Commerce is is good because it, it gets you you know a solid foundation, um, you know, and some additional visual uh, integrations, carousels, uh, quick view, etc. Um, and then actually I'm working on another plugin, which is going to be a Woo Styler where it basically adds in, you know, a ton of different customizer options for styling every single part. So Divi has a lot of customizer options for styling 
um, you know, different things, uh, titles and buttons and et cetera. And so this plugin will essentially add the same thing, but for Woo. So you can customize the checkout, the buttons, uh, you know, everything, you know, so it can, for people that don't want to mess with CSS code. So that's, that's the plan. Um, with everything on my plate, though, who knows when it will actually be released. <laughs> Get all this and more for $150 at divilife.com. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so one thing to um, add with when we were talking about, like, when you're taking into consideration time that it's going to take you with Woo, like, everything takes longer than just about everything else in WordPress. But just also to take into consideration the ongoing support of those people. So I've had some horror stories where... I've built the site, so it's been fine and they've been happy to pay for that thing, but then I had a standard rate for support, except just about every support question I had to do with Woo was way more technical than like, hey, can you just add this photo or upload this thing or change this thing or whatever. Like it was, it was never basic and I was always taking so much more brain power. It was much harder. Sometimes I was having to research to work out how to do that thing. So just taking into consideration that you may want to consider charging different ongoing rates for people who have WooCommerce sites because they have more questions and the questions usually are a higher level than the huge. Yeah, exactly. Because someone that's selling products, you know, they're all about increasing sales and, you know, optimizing conversion. And so if they're testing different things, you know, say, oh, okay, well, what if we, we move, you know, the checkout reorder, the layout here? Well, and, you know, someone that's not technical, they think, oh, yeah, switching the order of something, that's super not simple. everything's drag and drop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you, yeah, you, you know, there's a yeah. lot that goes into that. Um, that's the problem, yeah. isn't it? We've pampered our clients. Yeah. <laughs> Can't you just move? <laughs> and that's a completely different ball game in WooCommerce. Yeah. Moving around there, I know you're like, dude, come on, this is going to cost you more money. But why? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. But the good thing is, kind of going back to, you know, what we were saying before. There's so many resources out there. You know, so many tutorials, code snippets, etc. When I first launched Divi Live, I was kind of just like in a hurry to get it like up and running. And so I didn't customize a checkout experience at all. And I'm selling only digital products. So I was collecting their phone number and their address and all this stuff that like is completely useless. And it's just making that checkout process longer. And I kind of forgot about it for a while. And then when we were in Dallas, Corey Jenkins, David's partner at Aspen Grove Studios brought it up. And I was like, oh, I need to change that. And so he gave me a snippet that got rid of all that unnecessary stuff. So it's only me taking too. years. I, I, I use one of SJ's. Yeah. SJ helped me. Um, I got rid of the address and all the stuff that I really didn't need. Um, yeah, so. Aw, yeah. our friends I had to do that. <laughs> I had the kind of guys that, you know, deny the moon landing, emailing me saying, why do you need my address for? They were doing it on the Facebook page. I remember when you first started selling products and there were all these people like, I don't want to give you my address. Make, make one up. Say you live at Disneyland and then I got tired. Of the time. Because we want to sell you more stuff. That's why. Give me your email. Because, yeah, we're going to send you a, a direct mail campaign, so you're going to get hard spam instead of digital spam. So I can come to your house and ask what your problem is with your 99th email. Well, I think we've kind of covered quite a bit for WooCommerce. Uh, we've done really good. Do we have any closing or parting thoughts on 
Divi plus WooCommerce. I have a musing. Can I, can I share a musing? Absolutely. Of Go course. for it. Okay. My thought process is, is that WooCommerce, in terms of what it is, is no harder than setting up any other web page up until the point that you want money from someone. And it's at that point that it becomes difficult. So if you're just using WooCommerce as a brochure site, which some people do, it's brilliant, go for it. But the second you start looking at shipping and payment gateways and stuff like that, that's when it gets complicated. So don't sell yourself short just because you've downloaded it and practiced building a couple of product pages and thought, well, shit, this is easy because it's the stuff in the back end that makes it hard. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And I have a feeling that we are going to cover WooCommerce and Divi in much more depth and detail as we go along since it's such a uh, request. Yeah. Awesome. plenty to tackle to break it down Absolutely. and going back to our discussion last week woo is one of those ones you want to be careful when you update so just do that one on a staging site make sure that you back up like just going back to everything we said last week but woo is not one you want to muck around with especially for clients you don't want them losing sale information so just be really careful when you go to yeah. do your updates with anything Absolutely. to do with woo Speaking of that, they just came out with a blog post. Um, I didn't read it all. I think it was yeah. yesterday or whatever. And they're, I don't know, SJ, maybe you can explain it better. The whole reversioning of it's going to be 3.0 instead of 2. Point whatever and stuff was miscommunicated. I don't know. They, they sounded all <laughs> like they sounded it's sort exactly of apologetic for some what DV did to us. Like, remember way back mm. in the day of 2.6? And, yeah. and we went to 2.6 and everyone went, it's just a point. Like, it's just 2.6. There's no big deal. But it was like a ginormous a change totally and it killed yeah. like heaps of our site. It was 2 or 2.4. 2. It was one of them. Everybody yeah. was like, that should be 3.0. Because, because they hadn't versioned it as this is a major update, everyone got caught off guard and didn't realize that it was going to be a really major update. So they have changed their policy a bit like how Divi have changed their policy to make sure that you understand by the numbering system that this is a big deal and you need to be extra, extra careful before you update this one. Whereas if it's like a, like Divi's on like 3.0.1.35 or something, yeah. that, you know, if it's just going to be to a 38, you're like, you're probably okay. But if they're going to go to 4.0, you, you probably want to take your time. Those are some very good points, actually. Those are great <laughs> takeaways, actually. Very good takeaways. Just another one on, on testing. Create yourself a coupon for 100% off and regularly go through your own site and place orders so that you can see from front end to back end. Make sure that you're getting yeah, emails. That's, that's a good... Yeah. How they're supposed to be happening regularly. Yeah. I had white I totally text on a white background before <laughs> for the longest time, and I didn't know it. <laughs> I actually yeah, I do... Think. I do 99% off so that there's still money being processed yeah, through the gateway, yeah. Stripe, or whatever. Um, but if yeah, you're doing it a lot, okay. do 100 and then just do like one test at 99. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I actually see a future WooCommerce episode, which may be, you know, the steps, you know, from A to Z, setting it up. Oh my God, you're crazy. I'm just you know, kidding. <laughs> hey, man. Give me chat. We can do it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for uh, everybody coming on. Um, thanks for listening to another episode of Divi Chat. Head on over to our website, divi.chat, and check out our show notes. If you've liked the show, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes or thumbs up on YouTube. Um, 
Remember to leave your questions in the comment sections below, or if you'd like us, us to discuss a topic, go over to divi.chat and find our little forum and submit the topic. I'll make sure it's there, because okay. now I'm questioning yeah, thank you. Where, where I put it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, tune in next week as we tackle another topic geared to help you improve your WordPress and Divi development and business. Thanks again for tuning in and listening, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye y'all. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>